Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I want to look at verses 1, 2, and 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1, 2, and 3. Um, In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1, 2, and 3. Oh, man. Can you fix that? I think I pulled the cord out. We've been talking about financial miracles over the past several weeks and uh, in ministering on tithes and offerings. So just before we receive our tithes and offerings, we want to encourage ourselves what the Word of God has to say on the subject. Amen? And here in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1, it says, Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe it, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not, whether you would do what he tells you to do or not. So he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen? Amen. And so... Over the past several weeks, we've been using this passage as a, uh, not using this passage, we've been talking about financial miracles, praise God. And I want to just connect on that in a way, in the name of Jesus. Just give me one second to connect these devices. A miracle is an intervention into the ordinary course of things. I want to talk to you for a moment about why we need financial miracles. <clears throat> In the first part of this, I described the fact that you need a financial miracle. In other words, you need God to intervene in your ordinary course financially. In other words, you know all that you know. What you don't know is what he can do. He can do and move miraculously, but you don't see that particularly at the moment. So you want a financial miracle. You want God to supernaturally, throughout your life, intervene in a miraculous way that's going to put you in a better financial position. So I want to share... Um, this is not connecting. And this is not connecting. Thank you, Lord. All 
All right. All right. Yeah, if you can connect it for me. Thank you. All right. Um, so there's three things that we can learn from verse number two. The number one reason why we need a financial miracle is because we don't want to forget God. Amen? Somebody say it out loud. Don't forget God. When you look at verse number two, the Bible says that they, this entire passage, and we'll look at it over the, number of the next few weeks, and I apologize for not being more prepared, got pretty busy, but in this entire passage of Deuteronomy chapter 8, God is explaining to them why he provided them on an everyday basis. They went from one miracle to the next every single day. They didn't know where tomorrow's food was going to come from. They didn't have it in store. He just told them, when you wake up tomorrow, it'll be there. Now, I don't know about you. I don't like living like that, where I don't know where tomorrow's food is coming from. How many of y'all know it'd be nice to know where next year's food is coming from, amen, where you can count on it. But he didn't lead them. When they were in the place of not enough, when they were coming out of bondage, into a wealthy place. Now, if you haven't already gotten to your wealthy place, then this is especially for you. Now, if you're living in a wealthy place, that's good. You still need God to intervene supernaturally to get you to the next level. Because if you get too comfortable and stop believing God for miracles, you'll forget God. Come on, if you already got it in the bank, then why do I need to pray? If I already know where it's coming from, why do I need to believe I already got it? Come on, somebody. And so there's a there's something that you and I are supposed to learn along the way from now unto our next. And there's a lesson here. Number one, don't forget God. So this passage teaches us the biggest lesson is the essence of To not forget God. When it comes to money, say it out loud, don't forget God. When you don't know where the money is going to come from to pay that next bill, don't forget God. When it seems like, y'all got to help me today, when your back is up against a wall financially, don't forget God. There's some people quicker to go to a payday loan. Last thing in the world you ever want to do. Come on, somebody. Last thing, you know, you, you don't want to put yourself in a worse situation, but sometimes people will forget God and go to what they know. When your back is up against the wall financially, don't forget God. And this is one of the things that he wanted them to learn when he was bringing them out of bondage and taking them into a place where they would have more than enough. Notice verse number two. He says, and you shall remember the Lord your God that led you all the way these 40 years through the wilderness to humble you, to test you, to know what is in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Notice the first part of that. He says, I led you this way so that you would remember. Come on, come on. I brought you out of where you were, and along the way I took care of you so that you would not forget where you came from. Now, this theme is going to be repeated down in verse number 18. It may be two or three weeks before we even get there. But the number one lesson I want you to see, and you can write it down. Number one, why do we need a financial miracle? Number one lesson that we're supposed to learn is to don't forget God. When it comes to money, don't forget God. 
You know, that's real big because if you come into a large sum of money and you forget God, then you haven't learned your lesson. Come on. You're going to find yourself in another position where you're going to need another miracle. Why? Because you didn't learn when you were in the last position to don't never forget God. Don't forget him when you have more than enough. Don't forget him when you don't have enough. Don't forget God. Somebody say it out loud. Don't forget God. What's the second learn? What's the second lesson? Number two lesson, real quick, is humility is prerequisites prerequisite to miracles. The second lesson we can learn from verse two is that humility is prerequisite for miracles, and it's what we are supposed to learn, and especially where our finances are concerned. Notice he said, uh, "I brought you out." And you shall remember, that's the first lesson, don't forget God, who led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep it, whether you would do what he tells you to do or not. Notice the second thing is that they were humbled when they were coming out. How many of y'all know it's a very humbling place when you don't have what you need to pay for what you need to pay for. Come on, that's very humbling. And pride goes before destruction. They say pride goes before fall. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. And one of the lessons that we have to learn financially while believing for miracles is to humble ourselves. Moses was one of the most humble men in all this generation And he was the one that was used with more miracles in all of his generation. I wonder if there's a connection. It is. Say it out loud. Humility is prerequisite to miracles. You all remember that story, and this is another example of humility. There was a woman that came to Jesus, and um, her daughter was sick, grievously sick, possessed with a devil. And she came to Jesus to to heal her, to get her, her daughter healed. And he said, you know, I wasn't sent but to the children of Israel you know, and, and, and he, she begged him and she says, well, it's not, he said to her, oh, y'all got to help me here. He said to her, it's not right for me to take what belongs to the children and give it to dogs. I wonder how well you would have fared in that situation. Oh, hold on, mister. I know you're not calling me a dog, right? But that lady humbled herself. She said, bow. What? No, she didn't say that. Lord, help me. She she, even come on somebody. She humbled I said she humbled herself. I mean he basically called her a dog, right? But her next response was, Yes, Lord. She humbled herself. Yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. You may not have been sent to me, but I need you, and I'm humbling myself. Somebody say humility is prerequisite. And so while you're in this place of a wilderness, you know, bondage is you you didn't have what you needed. Wilderness is you had just enough, just enough for today. I don't want to live there, but there's something you're supposed to learn while you are there. And one of those lessons is humility. Real quickly, before we close, and uh, we'll close with number three. Number three lesson is that you're proven for promotion. Say it out loud, proven for promotion. The reason why we need to experience financial miracles from God in our lives 
is because it proves us so that he can promote us. He said, I led you this way. God could have gave them enough for a week. He could have gave them enough food for a month. But he caused the manna to fall down every day. And if they collected more than they needed for today, it would turn into worms. Come on. And he wanted to, they, he, he required them to obey him. He said on the Sabbath, you know, you'll get enough for the, the, the two days. Because that's what he said. You, you have to be faithful and be careful to obey the Lord. Amen. What is he doing? He's proving you at small levels. Come on. When you get a financial breakthrough, when a financial miracle, do you forget God? Do you spend it all on yourself and don't even give a part? Oh, y'all got to help me in the church today. Don't even give a part of it to the Lord. Well, if you'll do that in a small thing, you'll do the same thing in a big thing. And But if you're faithful with your finances in a small way, then when a million-dollar settlement comes, oh, come on, somebody. When a million-dollar settlement comes to you, you'll, you'll not forget God. You'll keep yourself humble, treat people right. Come on. And because you are being proven, he'll promote you to the next level. Did y'all get anything good out of that mini-message? <laughs> There is reasons. There are reasons why we need financial miracles. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at those. If you are visiting, that's not our main message. That's an exhortation to encourage.